0: Telling the truth, music for kids, fancy dancing, and going mano a mano with Bono. This is the Rhyme and Reason Podcast, Episode 146. Hey there, Tony here. This is the Rhyme and Reason podcast, episode 146. We're jumping right on up there, aren't we? And I'd like to welcome you all to the episode. I'm glad you're there. I'm really, really glad you're there. And uh, let's see, I want to get right into it and start telling the truth. You heard that at the beginning, the opening of the show, telling the truth. I want to ask you a question. Do you have a photographic memory? Hmm, that's an interesting question. I used to tell a joke about having a photographic memory. I, I'd say, um, you know, I have a photographic memory. And somebody would say, well, you know, yeah, I'll prove it. So I'd look at a long page of text for a couple of seconds, and I'd make sure to have a deep, concentrating look on my face. You know, oh, yeah, I'm really looking this over. And then I'd turn to them saying, okay, got it. Now I just have to wait for the film to come back. And, of course, I got the typical, oh, response, you know, and, oh, you know, that's just kind of like a pun. That's not funny. Uh, Well, you know, uh, keep in mind now, this was back when all all the cameras still used rolls of film. So you had to actually, when you took pictures, you had to wait for the film to come back. So yeah, well, I mean, we didn't have any digital cameras. And um, I just wanted to share all that with you to kind of illustrate how difficult it is to remember, you know, a lot of information. It's really difficult. I mean, I could look at a a bunch of the things that I've written, and I wrote them, but I can't remember it all. I've written so many things, I just can't remember it all. It'd be great to have a photographic memory and just kind of look at a picture and click, you got it. You know, but, well, that's a good reason to tell the truth. And and tell the truth anytime it's possible. Because lies are so much harder to remember. <laughs> you get that? Um... I mean, think about it. There, there might be times when a lie is called for, you know? For example, back in Nazi Germany when people were hiding Jews from the Nazis or, uh, or when people were hiding slaves during the Civil War, if, if someone asked a Jew uh, or asked, uh, you know, in Nazi Germany, if they asked if you were hiding a Jew or in America during the Civil War, if they asked if you were hiding a slave, the proper thing to do would be to lie. Say no. That would be good. Because you're saving a life at that point. It's important. But uh, that wouldn't be sinning. It was just a you know, protection for a life. But if you lie just to get away with things, you're in danger of hurting yourself and others. And, and uh, lies usually turn into more lies. You ever notice that? And the more lies you have to remember, the more likely you are to forget what you said. So tell the truth. Keep things simple. I wrote some lyrics, um, I guess, almost thirty years ago about that. Uh, it was um, it came about af- uh, they came about after uh, a failing relationship. I know you've been there too, so the, that's not new. And I'm not going to go into that. But um, and I am here to tell you, life goes on. You know, especially when you tell the truth, and that's what I was telling myself, and and I guess telling others when I wrote the lyrics. Now, this isn't a song, so I shared this on the website, Tonyfunderberg.com, I shared the, shared the lyrics, and it's not a song, so I'll go ahead and share the lyrics here. We tiptoe around the trouble spots. We're skirting the main issues. We end up wasting lots of breath and using lots of tissues. Why can't we learn to open up and say just what we mean? I think we should all learn to talk instead of acting out a scene. Tell the truth. Why don't we tell the truth. We should all tell the truth. Get it off your chest. Tell the truth because truth is for the best. It seems we take turns pacing, then we stay in separate rooms, and then the rooms become our prisons, and the prisons turn to tombs. I don't want to waste a moment because each moment is a day, and each day becomes a lifetime when our faces turn away. So tell the truth, everybody. Tell the truth. Make yourself tell the truth. Get it off your chest. Tell the truth, because truth is for the best. So, you know, if you can't do it for any other reason, tell the truth because it's easier to remember than lies. You start telling a bunch of lies, and they weave into each other, and next thing you know, you've got uh, you've got a web that you're trying to remember, and you might not, and that might take you into even worse places than if you had just told the truth. So uh, you might have heard me talk about at the opening of the show that uh, I had some information about, or I was going to share something about music for kids. And I shared this uh, on my website about Isaac. I was inspired by a friend of mine whose uh, son is dealing with, uh, or let's, I don't say dealing with, he was born with Down syndrome. He is the cutest guy. I mean, I'm not making that up. I've seen videos of him and he loves music. So I made sure to make a a video channel on YouTube uh, for him because Isaac loves music. And kids love music. Isaac is a kid, simple. So a few years ago, I wrote some music for Isaac and a whole bunch of other kids. So what I'm saying here is I wrote a bunch of personalized music and uh let's see from uh the songs were from get out of bed to isaac's busy day in the case of isaac and then you could place another kid's name in there for somebody else uh dinner time isaac's song dream town and uh goes all the way to birthday dance so i know i know kids love these cuz i sold thousands of these cds when everybody was still buying cds but, uh, and you know, you might say, well, I don't have an Isaac. Well, like I said, uh, I've got plenty of these uh, songs, and I'm going to be adding these to my YouTube channel at uh, youtube.com forward slash Tony Funderburg, or you could kind of watch for them from my website too. So there'll be, uh, yeah, think of TonyFunderburk.com forward slash somebody's name you know pick a name in this case Isaac and I have well I have several of them up and it's going to take a long time before I get all of them because I have a lot of names but uh, like Sophia Sophia is another one of the uh, many names I've included in my uh, series so and so there'll be a series of videos now too and uh, they're personalized like I said they've kids have been enjoying these for 15 years I started back in 2001 can't believe it's been that long, but I've sold uh, literally thousands of these CDs. And so I want to make it available now in a form where people are now, because most it seems like most people aren't really still buying CDs. So I know kids love music, and um, I know I'm just as sure your kid will love this music too. So, I mean, really, whether you have an Emma or a Liam or an Addie or a Noah, Olivia or... You know, some of the little kid in your house, chances are pretty good you'll be able to treat them to hear their own personal songs, um, either right now or pretty soon. I'm adding some names on a regular basis. You would just, like I say, visit tonyfunderberg.com forward slash and a particular name. And if you don't find it, uh, feel free to ask me to add your kid's name. Uh, I want want you to know right up front, I can't promise every name because people are making up names nowadays. But I do have a lot of them, and I think you would find it fun. I know your kids would find it fun. I've had really good reaction to this so far. And it's a free way to hear the music that people for a long time have been paying to hear and get on a CD. And um, I've had people send me videos of their little kids dancing around, and it's fun, or lip-syncing or singing along with the songs. And I've actually had some people... uh, email me and say my little girl now is 10 years older and we still have her cd and whenever she comes around for her birthday we play it for her so the birthday dance and that's pretty cool those kind of stories speaking of dancing how about a fancy dancer you got a fancy dancer in your house Uh, I wrote a a thing where I was uh, an article where I was talking about that fancy dancer it's not it's an adjective and noun frozen in time That's what I said. So right up front, I'd say, what does it take to be a fancy dancer? Maybe you think a fancy dancer would be someone who wears special clothing and dances tippy-toe. You know what I'm talking about. Or maybe you think it's someone who wears a tux and top hat and shiny shoes and dances with a stylish cane. Anybody come to mind on that? Or maybe you're certain that a fancy dancer is someone who choreographs a group of dancers to a deep beat in perfect synchronicity. And then they're all dancing and singing along. Maybe that's your idea. That's fancy. Well, I'm here to tell you, if you picked any one of those or a dozen others, you're wrong. How about that, huh? The only true fancy dancer there is exists frozen in your mind's eye. Hmm. She's not the dancer on the TV screen. He's not the dancer in the movies. They're not the dancers on Broadway. And she or he or they only exist in a captured moment. The fancy dancer I'm talking about. Uh, No, not that photo you snapped with your iPhone or whatever device you use. Or not even that video you took. Only in that singular moment captured in your mind's eye. If you don't understand what I'm talking about you might never actually know a fancy dancer. If you do understand, you might actually be someone's fancy dancer. Well, I shared the lyrics to a song called Fancy Dancer, and as you may have noticed on previous recent uh, Rhyme and Reason podcasts, I've been sharing old recordings of songs that I recorded, oftentimes just in a motel or hotel room. And this is another one of those. It's called Fancy Dancer.
1: You know there ain't no doubt You know there ain't no doubt in my mind she's a she's She's
0: Well, I hope you got a kick out of that. Are you a fancy dancer and you know somebody who's a fancy dancer? I don't know something about that uh, those two words together. they're just fancy dancer. Just sort of—it's a cool combination of an adjective and a noun. Eh, maybe it's just me. And speaking of me, <laughs> um, I went mano a mano, metaphorically, with Bono, and I even wrote an article called "Going Mano a Mano with Bono." Now, if you're not familiar with who Bono is, he's a pretty famous uh, singer with the even more famous band U2, and they've been around for a long time since. Early 80s, doing a lot of stuff. They're one of the biggest bands in the world, really, really famous. And Bono um, has a lot of odd ideas. He thinks himself to be a, an intellectual. And, you know, he seems intellectually sound, but his ideas are weird and wrong. They're completely wrong. And I saw a link to a Washington Post story about him, and, and the link was titled Get Real. I was going, hmm, what's this? And below that, I saw a description saying um, that was Bono's message to Christians to get real, and to be more specific to Christian singers and songwriters. So being one of those, a Christian singer-songwriter, I clicked the link and read a short article. Now, I wasn't a Bono fan even before that, and this article only helped cement my opinion of him. It's a Don't get me wrong. I've enjoyed some of of his music, and I've even uh, played and performed, let's see, one one of his songs, uh, Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For. I used to sing that all the time, and I thought it was a pretty cool song, and they've had some songs that were pretty cool, and a lot of their songs I just don't like at all, and that's no big deal. He wouldn't like any of mine either, but that's fine, but anyway, after I read this article, I was like, oh, brother, and so... That's why I titled this article of mine, this uh, that I'm talking about, going mano a mano with bono. And maybe I should explain that. Maybe not everybody knows mano a mano. That's a Spanish phrase for basically hand to hand, you know, going at one another in equal terms, um, taking someone on in, it doesn't have to be physical, but it's just a phrase, you know, like, all right, we're going to go at it and you're going to give me your best shot. I'm going to give you mine. And so anyway, he uh, in, in a video uh, that goes along with his article, he was talking about some things that, uh, uh, what was the guy's name? Peterson. Uh, gosh, I can't remember the guy's first name suddenly. Anyway, you can see it on my website. You'll see a, a link to a video, and you can watch the video. He read a book on, that this uh, older writer had written based on the Psalms. And uh, he started giving his interpretation, the, the writer did. And I know his last name is Peterson, and it, for some reason his first name slips me. But um, uh, this, now I want you to know up front, this is not my attempt to, uh, to call Bono out. You know, I'm not, I'm not looking to pick a fight. But I figure since he's going to express his opinion, you know, hey, I can express mine. I just like Christians to see him for who he really is. And that ain't a trust in Jesus as the only way to eternal life Christian. That's not what he is. I don't get that at all. You can watch the video on my site, um, TonyFunderburk.com, and look for Mano Amano or Bono. Look for all that, and you'll see it. Now, Bono believes he knows how God wants Christian songwriters to write, and Bono is wrong. So if you look and listen closely to the video, you'll see a man deeply entrenched in the human experience. The human experience. So deeply, in fact, that he can never stray far from those things which God does not hold in high esteem. Now, on one level, I do agree with Bono. So much of the so-called contemporary Christian music is merely sugary, sweet pop music. Mantra music about feelings and earthly experiences. That happens a lot, in churches even. Many songs uh, that Christians are singing, in churches even, could be played on a Top 40 station, and the listener could easily mistake them for just another love song. And I agree that Christian music could be more real in that regard. It could be more Christian. But I don't agree with Bono's idea of what real is. Just because he thinks it has to be about gritty things, like he mentions... Uh, Why don't they sing about a bad marriage or how they're, as he said, pissed off at the government? Why don't they sing about that? But I don't think it has to be that in order to be a good Christian song and a real Christian song. And so just because he thinks it has to doesn't mean that that's the truth. And he lifts up King David as real. In David's Psalms, you can see a lot of emotion and not just positive thinking. But when you read the Psalms through you'll notice David always comes back to the positive reinforcement of God's enduring love. Yes, love. David always comes back to that in his psalms. And why does Bono single out Christian songwriters in in, in uh, his suspicion? And that's a word he uses. Uh, you know, uh, I'm uh, suspicious of them. Like, huh? Why didn't he mention his suspicion of all the other genres out there who either hate or ignore God outright? Why didn't he take them to task? Why are uh, lyrics to some of his own songs completely upside down to God? I mean, how real is that if you're saying that you're a, a Christian or anything near that? I mean, so this is where I go mano a mano with Bono. I'd like to share some of my lyrics, and you tell me if they're real or not in, in the way even that he's talking about. So here's, here's a little excerpt. It's, uh, Do you want to change the way public servants act today? Say yeah, say yeah. How many laws have to be passed before we're obscured in the shadows they cast? And how many plans must we invent before we can step beyond mere intent? That's from a song called Say Yeah, and it's on my Do Right collection. I wrote that back in 96. I actually um, produced that CD back in 96. Way, way before he was ever talking about this. Okay, and then here's some um, lyrics from a song called Cliché. And they go a little bit like this. uh, We lend our money to so many nations and still we struggle to pay off our own debts. We hope for world peace and ending the hunger, but will we ever do what no one has done yet? We train ourselves and prepare for the future, but Each day the future takes on a new look. We might do better to look inside our own hearts, and we might discover it's not in some law book. Is it just melodrama for me to feel this way? I wonder, is it just me, or does it all sound so cliché? Does it sound that way, so cliché? And that also is from 20 years ago. 20 years ago. I was writing about these things long before he ever even thought uh, that he could take on the so-called suspect, suspicious Christian singer-songwriters. But anyway, I hope you'll take this in the spirit it's given, Bono. I'm just taking issue with your claims in the name of love. Sorry, I couldn't help myself. I love you enough to tell you how wrong you are. Millions of adoring fans do not love you like that. They don't. I hope my metaphorical mano a mano taps you into a realization of who Jesus truly is. Now, possibly Bono will never see or hear any of this that I'm uh, challenging him with, but there are plenty of others who would be willing to tell him the truth too. It just comes down to, is he willing to listen? Are you willing to listen, Bono, or would you rather hear your own voice? It's a pretty important uh, question to answer. If you believe the human side, the human experience, is where spirituality is best expressed, then you have already missed the point. Because this human side, this flesh side, is the broken side. And the spiritual side that Jesus came to show us is it. That's it. Because apart from that, there is no eternal life, and you can't find your way there no matter how long you search and no matter how much searching you do. You can't find your way there on your own. You're going to need a Savior. I need a Savior. I need a Savior more than anybody I know. So I'm just sharing that because if, uh, if we looked at the reality all around us and all we can come up with is random chance, then that gives us no hope. There is no hope in random chance. But there is hope in eternal life that your Creator provides for you. He's made a way. All you have to do is say, that sounds good to me. I trust that He did that. And look into it. Don't just take it at face value. If you could take it at face value, that'd be great. But if you need evidence, there's a world of it. It's all around you. So, take my advice, you know, I hope you will. If you're listening and you're not already a Christian, take my advice. See if I'm wrong. See if there isn't some rhyme and reason to this world, okay? Because there is. And that does it for me for this Rhyme and Reason podcast episode, 146. I appreciate you very much. I thank the world of you for being out there and listening to this and reading my uh, in, my uh, articles on tonyfunderburk.com. Um Also, um, all the places that you could support my words and music, uh, please share those with uh, anybody you think would be interested at my books on Amazon.com and Smashwords, smashwords.com. Uh, subscribing to this podcast, of course. If you haven't already, please uh, think about leaving a review if you've been listening to this and like it. Please connect with me on uh, LinkedIn or Google Plus or Twitter. Watch the videos on YouTube, and you can even like me on Facebook. They like me. They really like me. And those are all the places. Just look for Tony Funderburk on those, and I'll be there. And that does it for me, like I said, for episode 146. Until next time, this is Tony saying, may God bless you and keep you.